Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard, where nostalgia replaces REM cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. We haven't slept in 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, and today we are leaping into the final arc of the Boom Studios comics, Dangerous Currency. And ready? Maybe? Am I ready, Ange? Could I possibly ever be prepared? No. What you're about to tell me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Okay. Excellent. Oh, here we are. You've successfully told me almost all of comic book run. You feeling? Uh, it feels like uh, it's been a million years. I mean, when did we start? <laughs> when did we start with the first one? Because remember, this was originally just supposed to be me doing this in one episode. Uh huh. You're How? very ambitious. We were so young, so naive. <laughs> I was just gonna say we were truly sweet summer children. <laughs> <laughs> now we're grizzled old husks. Mama crack shells over here. She is an you know icon. Yeah, I was about to say I'm I'm all right with that. I'm all right with being Mama crack shell. Thrillers on, Azif slippers on. Tell me a story. I have a few disclaimers or oh. background things that I wanted to fill you in on. Um, okay. So what's interesting about dangerous currency? Sorry, I blanked there for a second. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing. <laughs> I was moving on. Next point. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Disclaimer over. Oh, oh, gosh. Gosh. Okay, so <clears throat> I mentioned this briefly in some of the previous episodes where we covered the comics, but this is technically a crossover where Two of the issues are actually the DuckTales comic book series from Boom Studios, and then two of the issues are Darkwing Duck. Hmm. And it just kind of jumps between them, the idea being like, it's a crossover. You now have to buy several comics from two different series to understand the story. And even when you get the whole story, you're just not going to get it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have been buying... Um... Oh gosh, I don't even know. Gargoyles number 497 to get the full story. Yes. Where do I even start with this mountain? Dangerous Currency is probably one of the more controversial of the entire comic book run, for sure, for several different reasons, most of which will become very apparent as I take you through this journey from beginning to end. But one thing that I would like to note is that in all of the previous comics that we've covered, James Silvani, the artist, had some level of creative input in the story. Not he, like he was an artist, but he did help with a lot of uh, other story-related elements. And okay. uh, this Dangerous Currency is the only arc where he had no involvement with the actual story or the writing or anything. He was just the artist. I just feel the need to say that because even though we've, we've what's the word, mystery, science, theatered the entire series <laughs> thus far, uh -huh. there were lots of like, there were good elements within there and there were some neat concepts. And I'm not going to like go through who is behind which concepts because I can't remember and it's I think it gets kind of weird in 
convoluted because it's like Ian Brill. You don't want to be keeping score, yeah. Yeah, because Ian Brill did probably most of, like, he's the writer, the credited writer. But then we had Aaron Sparrow at the beginning who wrote the first arc. And he had roughly come up with the ideas for several of the other arcs but then wasn't involved in those ones technically. And then James had some input. But additional to that, Dangerous Currency had another writer. Do you know who that writer is? Um, George Foreman. I was going to say close, but I don't actually know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a grill. He was a boxer. Um, that's okay. What's going on? Well. Who is it? I'm never going to know unless it was you. And then, oh my God, way to bury the lead. The other writer was Warren Spector. He, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he was the director and creator of the video game Epic Nikki for the Wii. Oh, and Some people liked that game. I never played it. I played uh, parts of it, but as usual, I was like, I don't think Darkwing Duck is showing up in this game, and I quickly <laughs> lost interest because apparently... I have a one-track one mind. Yes, mm -hmm. one-track mind. But um, So Warren is also credited as a writer. He was supposed to, I guess, collaborate with Ian Burrell on this story, but I can't even begin to tell you like who did what specifically. But um, I don't know if you'll know, but was he involved in the DuckTales comics? Or was that like the same creative team? Was it like LeVon <sighs> Ian? That is a good question. Pros. Actually, let me pull because I have it's the... Interesting to... that he would be tapped in for this one. I'm trying to remember the reason why. I think it might have been because, you know, the sync, like we are talking about the ink, right? In the previous issues. Mm -hmm. So I remember Epic Mickey had a whole ink subplot to it. So I don't know if that's why he was brought in or if it was like a guest kind of like, wow, we got this really cool person who worked on this in the past. I'm just checking who wrote the other DuckTales. So DuckTales before Dangerous Currency had four issues from, oh, it was Warren Spector. He was the writer. Mm. Maybe he writes like the DuckTales characters and, and James made the, the not James. Um, Ian. Ian. Ian, the Darkwing characters. I don't know. That would actually make the most logical sense because if you're going to have a crossover, you'd have the two writers of each comic collaborate on that crossover mm. so okay. yeah so warren specter wrote the issue uh at least what i'm looking at right now rightful owners was what it was called and it was four issues this is the ducktales one yeah so they had four issues maybe he wrote maybe he wrote the ducktales issues and then yes Ian he did wrote the dark okay so that they alternated the uh, interesting okay it's a little mad libsy okay yeah so and for some reason camille chameleon appeared in this ducktales far potter issues i don't know why but okay so the, the previous yeah the pre yeah the previous ones for some reason okay well i mean we did get plenty of ducktales villains in darkwing so only fair That's although true. i would have liked to have seen her on our side of the fence but whatever what are you to do so where was I going with all this? Okay, so they collaborated. The crossover is DuckTales issue 5 are part of the crossover, and then 17 and 18 of Darkwing Duck. And it goes issue 5 of DuckTales, Darkwing Duck 17, issue 6 of DuckTales, Darkwing Duck 
issue 18. So today we are talking about issue 5 of the DuckTales comic. Woo! Uh, I think I had a further disclaimer though. All right. So two other things to note. (laughs) Is one of them life is like a hurricane? No, but it should be. Here in Uckerberg. One of the other things you should know is that at the time that the crossover was being written, the Darkwing Duck comic series had been cancelled. So, mm. up to the point of where we left off with the election arc, they were writing the stories as if they had, you know, a continuing series to work off of. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that the comics were being cancelled. So not only is the crossover a crossover, they had to rush to wrap up some loose ends from all the previous arcs. So that is also... That that they dedicated to baseball instead. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. So that is another thing that is going to pop up in here because they basically had to do both at the same time. And the final disclaimer was that allegedly, and I'm just saying allegedly the crossover is not considered canon to the rest of the comic series according to disney but i don't know how true that is because you know people just say stuff sometimes but my understanding was apparently boom pushed this through without getting uh proper editing approval like they published it and disney was like uh wait we we didn't approve this so personally and this is just my opinion, I don't consider any of the comics to be canon to the 1991 series. I consider it to be like its own little alternate universe that, you know, fractures off from the the TV show. Like, as far as I'm concerned, Darkwing Duck ended with the TV show, and that is its own bubble. And anything that happens outside of that TV show does not impact the show. It exists in the multiverse. Yes. The multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. That's all my disclaimers. Okay. I have one disclaimer too, and it's a boy. Yeah. I'm going to try really hard not to be the most negative person on the planet going through this, but it's going to be really hard because there's some stuff, even in this issue, that just right off the bat. I, I have I, a question. Yeah. I'm just curious, like going into this, um, was it just the Darkwing comics that were canceled? Did the DuckTales one get to go much longer? No. You know? It got canceled, too. So it, it, they both got axed. Ouch. Yeah, because I think the first Disney property that you had was the Muppets. Because for whatever reason, I remember yes. that. Yeah. And then, they like, I guess they won enough good favor to, to headhunt other options. And they, they took Darkwing and, and DuckTales. Exactly. So. Alrighty. We're going to start off with DuckTales Issue 5, Dangerous Currency Part 1. And as usual, the comic covers lie about everything. (laughs) The first cover is pretty much almost every single cast member from Darkwing Duck and DuckTales, all the major notable characters, and they're all looking up at the sky as if they're seeing something really shocking. Even Herb and Binky are there. Oh, yeah, model for representation. Yeah, and Stegma. I don't see comic guy, though, so I'm okay with that. It's fine. Yeah, cool. But I see uh, Gladstone Gander and Gyro Gearloose, the triplets, 
I don't even know some of these characters, to be honest. I'm not as familiar with the DuckTales universe. I do see Ludwig von Drink. I see Magicka Dispel. Uh, Moliarty. Can you take a screenshot and send it to me? I want to see what the, uh, the DuckTales characters are. Yes. Hang on. I don't know if I can help with the who's who. This could go on for a while. <laughs> but I'm curious. Because I, I love me some Gladstone. I knew you would get excited about Gladstone. Is he in it? Um... I think he made... This is like a like a cameo or whatever. Yeah, like nothing of note that I can recall. Okay. Oh wow, there's Duckworth, our everybody's beloved doofus, the Beagle Boys, Tusker Needy's up there, looking worried next to Neptunia, and the the person whose face is covered by the five, is that the the villain from the the book? The yeah, Darkwing book. Doctor yeah. Animatronic. Yeah. Oh, Gladstone, with his weird hair. A lot of characters. Everybody looks so so concerned. Concerned about a whole lot of nothing. Oh, and Donald's there. They're just concerned that all these Darkwing Duck characters are on an issue of DuckTales. They're looking back at us because we're looking at them. We're giant flesh-faced monsters oh. staring at them. And Quacker Jack. Quacker Jack's back, baby. He's no longer... A toy. Oh, liquidator. Liquidator looks cute. Oh, and I think that's John Rocker Duck next to Ammonia Pine. And your beloved Magicka Dispel. Right next to her. Okay. I'm done looking at this. Even Jake Hooter is there. And Grizzly Cough. He should not be in there with all those villains. He's going to get in trouble. <laughs> Grizzly Cough isn't there to save him. Yeah, he is. He's right there in the corner. Is he? Oh, see, I blocked him out because him and Darkwing are to be breaking up and not <laughs> being together anymore. Oh, <clears throat> the most saddest romance of them all. There's another cover. It's not as busy. It is Launchpad standing there and Darkwing and Scrooge are having a tug-of-war over his head where they have, they've each grabbed a hold of his pilot's cap and they're pulling and we can see Goslin and Honker on one side and the triplets on the other. And it's obviously just like, it's a literal crossover. And Launchpad is that one character who is in both. And I don't know that Scrooge would fight to keep <laughs> <laughs> Especially not OG Scrooge. That's a really good point. Yeah. So the art was by James, but also Jose Mazzaroli. Jose did the penciling and James did the inking. Okay. Which is interesting because the style is, I would say the style of the comic itself is more in James's style, but there's bits and pieces of it that look more like a different artist. So that's kind of interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to kick this off with our favorite thing ever, the exposition. A lot of exposition, but... I know there's something here that's going to make you happy. Well, there are model feet. There's feet. You'll see. Oh, oh, oh boy. We start off with a shot of the money bin. And it says, this is money where... Money shot. <laughs> the money shot. It's the money the shot. The money shot right out the gate. <laughs> this is where Scrooge McDuck keeps his money. But you already knew that, right? And then we get a shot of St. Canard. What you may not know is that this is where Scrooge houses certain assets, and it shows the Quackworks building. 
It's the headquarters of Quackworks, a corporation in St. Canard, a town not far from Duckburg. Scrooge put his buddy Launchpad McQuack in charge. And then we get a shot of Magicka Dispel and Phantom Blot. They appear to be somewhere underground. They have these two giant metal pipes that they're staring at that are pumping ink. And they're looking very nefarious. And it says, two rather nasty types, Magical Dispel and the Phantom Blot, have gotten their hands on a strange and dangerous resource. More on that soon. For right now, just watch this. And we see Magicka saying, release the slime. <laughs> like 90s Nickelodeon <laughs> inception here. Yeah. And Magicka, so she says, release the slime. And then the next panel, it says, now. And all of a sudden, all of St. Canard is engulfed in ink. It crawls up the uh, buildings and consumes it. And everything turns into Fantasia, horror, whatever that. Chernabog, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. The Hall of the Mountain King. Something like that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it says, crazy, right? Let's see how the team of Scrooge McDuck, Darkwing Duck, and all their friends deal with this. And then we see two hours earlier, we see, this is a little confusing, but we see a shot of the money bin, and then we see St. Canard, and it's raining, and somebody's running, and it says, rain like this on a summer morning, it's already begun. And then... Not the kind of thing I'd normally do, but it was necessary after losing an important member of my staff, my best bean counter. I guess that's Scrooge McDuck talking. It doesn't mm -hmm. show him. It's just kind of like the over text. Mm -hmm. We see Scrooge and the triplets and Webby are heading over to Avian Way to talk to Launchpad McQuack because as we saw in the last issue... Launchpad gave a bunch of money to the citizens of St. Canard after destroying the city because he was mayor for like five seconds. Yeah, and it went as well as it should have. Indeed. So Scrooge is saying, This meeting with Launchpad about his management of Quackworks is long overdue. And then Blue Triplet says, Uncle Scrooge, why is Quackworks so important? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well I, I my one thing that i never liked about the original is that the triplets were just so interchangeable they had no personality of their own they were just a hive mind so it's like at we're this point yeah <laughs> so it's like, like the, the little girls from the shining so it's like yeah he's he's the bluey the blue one <laughs> <laughs> the blue one pipes up and says Uncle Scrooge, why is Quackworks so important to you? It's not even in Duckburg. And Scrooge says, that's the thing. I needed a dummy corporation away from the city to secretly house some assets. That's why I put a dummy in charge. Quackworks itself is of no importance. That's why I left its headquarters in a two-bit town like St. Canard. Oh, that is a perfect explanation. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even joking. That is a perfect explanation for why Scrooge left Quackworks in Launchpad's hands. Dummy in, in in charge of a dummy corporation. I love it. You know, it's it's better than any other explanation they could have given us. Yeah, because it really didn't make any sense at all until right now. It's like, yes, okay. All downhill from here, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're going to get a little bit of an uphill. I know you're going to like this. So uh, the kid counting has already been mentioned. So yeah. So we see the, the triplets and Scrooge. They're heading towards Avian Way. There's a knock at the door, but when Drake and Launchpad open the door, it's Fenton Crackshell. Hey, and does he do his weird uh, handshake with Launchpad where they dance around in circles and make noises? Well, this is where we first find out. This is strike one where we realize that the writers have clearly never watched Darkwing Duck and or didn't watch all the episodes because there's so many continuity errors. It's not even funny. And this is the very first one. When Fenton approaches the house, he says, this is where Launchpad lives. He can help. And he kind of says it in a way as if he's never been there before. Mm. And then we see Scrooge saying, we wouldn't be in this mess if Fenton Crackshell were here, which I feel like is giving too much credit because Scrooge wasn't very nice to Fenton, was he? No, he would be in a completely different mess. Oh, I, I'm sure. Probably be more like whoopee cushions involved. So Drake opens the door. It's raining outside and there's a strike of lightning and Fenton is lying in a puddle of what I assume is rainwater. (laughs) 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 That lightning strike really caught him by surprise. He ran here from somewhere. He grabs Launchpad by the leg and he says, Launchpad, I thought you'd be here. Beware what lies below. And Launchpad says, hey, hey, calm down, Fenton. I mean, first off, where have you been? And Fenton says, got to get to everyone. Darkwing Duck, Scrooge, if only I had the suit. And here's continuity error number two. Drake says, nice friend, Launchpad. We'll save introductions for later. He knows all about him. The man was in his bathrobe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Continuity. I know... I know Tad Stones doesn't care about continuity, but in in the sake of this story being written in the same universe and being, you know, passed off as like the big crossover we've all been waiting for between these two shows. I mean, although uh, Darkwing in this comic series did not remember what fruit Mr. Banana Brain was, so it is very plausible that he just completely forgot who Fenton was. That is true. So Fenton has, looks like he's having a breakdown. Drake says he's having a a bad time and Drake says what's below does this have something to do with the strange weather the city's experiencing and Fenton says I'm sorry you may be Launchpad's friend but this is too serious for normal citizens and Drake says yeah about that and just as they're you know I don't know about to talk about something else Scrooge shows up with the triplets (laughs) <laughs> a lightning strikes, and then he's in a puddle of presumably <laughs> rainwater. Just like how everybody announces their presence at the Mallard household. As they should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just have to have, like, a cup of water in your pocket, spill it, and then just lay down real quick. <laughs> it is the uh, custom of the Mallard household. It is the way. When in Rome. So, Scrooge jabs a finger in Launchpad's direction and he says, Launchpad McQuack, I think we need to have a serious chat. And then he sees Fenton and he says, bless my bagpipes. Fenton, is that you? And Fenton says, Mr. McDuck, thank goodness you're here. How long was I away? And Mr. McDuck says, 
almost a year, Fenton. And he says, a year? But it all happened so fast. And Scrooge is really confused. He says, what happened so fast, Fenton? Whatever's happening, we're here to help. And then they all glance outside and the entire city has changed into some kind of horror-themed, almost like the Duckthulu thing, Duckthulu arc. Everything has faces. The trees have faces. There's tentacles for some reason. The mailbox has bat wings. And the sky is a big swirling vortex of green. Are you sure Jinji Ito didn't uh, didn't join the crew at some point? I wish he I had. Pepper in a little uzumaki <laughs> for the thing. Duck-shaped holes in the walls and the ground, <laughs> <laughs> and so much rainwater <laughs> around bodies on the ground. Would not believe. Okay, so the plan was to make Saint Canard look inky spooky. It would seem so. The ink is doing something anyways. So Fenton says, oh no, it's getting worse. And then the entire house starts to transform. The chairs turn into monsters and grab Goslin and Honker. And then Was Fenton- it like acid rain? Like are they <laughs> tripping their balls off right now? Uh, maybe. Maybe. And nice. then Fenton, who just got here, he starts to melt through the floor, I guess, because the floor is now, I don't know, ink or mud or something. And Scrooge tries to catch him. <laughs> he grabs him and Fenton kind of pushes him off and says, don't get it on you. And then he just sinks through the ground and we don't see him again for a while. <laughs> okay. So it's like he finally shows up and it's like he's gone now. And he's gone. Okay, bye, Fenton. Hi, and Fenton. you know what Fenton's great at? Really lightening the mood, you know? <laughs> He's just... Okay. Don't get so it on the floor you. Is, floor is quicksand. Sand. And what gets me is there's just this shot of the whole family, Drake and Launchpad and everybody else, and they just stare at where Fenton just vanished through the floor of goop. And they're just staring blankly, like, okay. Like, sure, well, why not? Happened. Scrooge says, just what is happening here? And Drake says, believe me, pal, we're just as confused as you are. First the weather, now. And then Scrooge cuts him off and says, I'm not talking to you. Launchpad. And then Launchpad tries to talk and says, Mr. Mick. And then he gets interrupted. We need Fenton back. And I think we can all agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Yes. We needed Fenton back like... So this would be, I would carry the one in like issue two of Darkwing Duck. We needed Fenton. <laughs> God, imagine if it was the mayoral race for St. Conard and it was Gizmo Duck and Darkwing instead of what happened. Oh, that would have been funny. Oh, it would have been so good. Anyway. But no, he's, uh, he's, he's one. He's with, in the floor now. He's, he's somewhere in the, the He's light. in the upside down. <laughs> it really does look like the upside down actually now that you mention it that is essentially what this is tunes going on so scrooge is just you know he's going off and he says we need fenton not just for quackworks we need gizmo duck back and drake is standing there and he's like what huh you mean that guy he was gizmo duck 
who boy, this has been a rough five minutes. And then we see Drake thinking about Gizmo Duck in general and kicking him and glaring angrily at him. <laughs> Which is very oh, memories. <laughs> They're actually pretty funny memories. Meanwhile, the outside is attacking all the children and trying to murder them. There. <laughs> this is why you never go outside. It's true. Inside where it's safe. Only the floor will try to eat you inside. They need a uh, what's-his-face from uh, Stranger Things. Steve. Steve oh. what's-his-face with the... Steve Harrington. Yeah. He the always, babysitter. He always has something to grab that he could start beating every monster with. And yeah, he's the babysitter. He'd be stuck with all these kids. He'd be stuck with all these kids and improvised weapons. There you go. That's the real crossover. Oh my God, imagine Fenton just plops into like Hawkins, nineteen eighty-four. <laughs> the adventures they would have, and it would still be not too far off from his actual time. Yeah, it would be from the future. He wouldn't know <laughs> anything more than probably he knew in the eighties, though. Let's be real; it is Fenton. Shrubbery is attacking the triplets. Red One says, whatever's transformed this house doesn't appreciate good gardening. And then I think that's Webby in the background that says, Uncle Scrooge, what are we going to do? And Scrooge says, we're getting out of here is what we're going to do. We need to find Fenton and we need to figure out what's reshaped St. Canard because that's going to mess up Quackworks. We need to do all that from somewhere safe. You're going to go to... Um... Constance's tower because hers was actually a lot nicer now that they've seen the inside. Now she had snacks. I need to tell you this was the first thing about this story that made me really mad. You know, because he just takes the whole Ducktales crew up to Darkwing Tower. Even better. So they're arguing oh. over where to go, and Scrooge is like, "Let's go to Gyro's lab back in Duckburg. I doubt there's any place in Saint Canard that has technology to deal with this problem." And Drake is standing there with his arms crossed, looking really smug. And he says, ahem. And Scrooge says, yes, you know of some place outside of Duckburg that could possibly help us deal with this. And then Launchpad's like, you can tell him, DW. He's my friend. Believe you me. He's keeping bigger secrets than this. And Darkwing Duck completely calmly and with no issue whatsoever says in front of like several people, all right, the fact is, I am Darkwing Duck. And then Scrooge glares at him and says, this puny fellow is Darkwing Duck? I mean, did you just see the bean counter that sung through the floor? Also, I feel like Darkwing should have at least had some kind of like pomp and circumstance about it, not just like, oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah I'm Darkwing. This is what gets me, though, I mean, is that I don't think he would tell them because he was so secretive of his secret identity. Do you remember the episode, which it was one of the Tuscanini episodes where, oh, I think it was Adopticon. Where Adopticon. Yeah, mm -hmm. like there was a whole friggin' sequence where uh, Tuscanini was holding him and Goslin hostage and was waiting mm -hmm. for Darkwing Duck. And we got this whole thing where he walked through like, a desert and did this like several times and swam in oceans so that he could go back and forth. In both places. Yeah. <laughs> It's like there's no real um, 
reason that he had to do this. Like, he could have just been like, oh, uh, I should probably go hide. Uh, but Launchpad here works with Darkwing, so maybe you could yeah. go. Like, there's no, like, there's literally no reason that he had to tell them his secret identity other than the writers just wanted to be like, ooh, it's a crossover and we need to do they something just... epic and game changing. Or they just wanted to, like, get from point A to point B as fast as possible. So many pages. It's just, uh... I, it's, just, it's just the way that I have to show... You know what? I'm going to send you the little screenshot because it's just the way that Darkwing doesn't even look remotely ruffled about this. And that Is just... Goslin here? She's not... In, like, she's here in this, like, <laughs> vicinity, but she's not in these panels. I just kind of want to punch Drake's smug face in this. And not in well, the fun it's doing way. Its job. Children being attacked by bushes. Oh, Drake looks like he's falling asleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just completely bored with everything that's happening. All right. The fact is, I am Darkwing Duck. Yeah, okay. like you know, yeah, completely. Like his eyes aren't even open. Like he's not even like rolling his eyes or doing anything. He just looks like he's about to. Fall. He's like droopy, droopy dog. <laughs> Like, you know, truth is matter is Okay. I just... He's I, very sedated, too, for, like, his entire front lawn trying to kill people. Yeah. He's it's, very, very resigned to that fact, I suppose. I mean, come on. Like, it, it just... I don't know. I, I remember I read this, and I was like, this is stupid. Right out of the gate. <laughs> this is stupid. And uh, right now I'm out. But yeah, um, so now, apparently... Of all the people in the know, we now have Scrooge and most of his family all now know that he's <laughs> the Darkwing Duck. The entire Clan McDuck. Somebody's got Beakley on the phone right now. This guy's Darkwing Duck. They're like, who? <laughs> who? who I feel like, Dar like Scrooge should have just said, who's Darkwing Duck? <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did kind of say, sort of. He was like, this puny fellow, but like, I think it would have been even well, no, funnier. But that's giving him too, that's giving him too much credit. I'm just, I mean, like, he shouldn't even remember who Darkwing Duck is. Because that's the joke of Darkwing Duck, is that he gets, he gets no respect. And now we, uh, we head over to the new Quackworks building, which is very demonic. And mm -hmm. we see Magicka Dispel, and she's peering at Scrooge and the tri triplets through a crystal ball. She says, he, 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 I thought recent takeover of Quackworks would bring out Scrooge McDuck, but I didn't expect him to be in town already. Bah, who needs this old crystal ball anymore? This picture's probably half an hour old. With the whole city transformed, I have eyes everywhere. Scrooge won't be so hard to find now that our city is ours, right, sisters? And we turn to see that she has joined forces with Camille Chameleon, Cinnamon Teal from uh, DuckTales, and for some reason, with no explanation, Ammonia Pine. Okay. But that's not all. Okay. Put this in your back pocket. You know how I've been complaining about the names in this series? Oh, we've got, we've got original characters, you know, Steel? No, but okay. we had Femme Appeal, we had yeah. Suffrage, and this group of ladies is called the League of Evil, as in uh, Adam and Eve. I don't like it. So who's the other character? Cinnamon, Cinnamon Teal? She's like the 
hypnotist lady. Hang on, I'm just gonna send you a photo. I'm sure you'll recognize okay. her when I send it to you. I think she was in because she was in a Fenton episode. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I that one that I blocked out. Oh, okay, I just found her. I think what makes it even funnier is that Ammonia Pine is just there. I don't think she has an entire, like, she doesn't say anything in this entire series. She's just there. But yeah, I could uh, I could go on forever about how it feels like every single time they do anything with the female characters, they have to give them a name that reminds us that they're also women. Those are ladies, and they have boobies. They don't even... Except for Cinnamon Teal. I think she... Well, doesn't Ammonia Pine? I guess she kind of does. It's kind of hard to see in this panel, but yeah, I, I guess she counts too. So like a half and half here. Okay. A, a good diverse range of body types, you may say. The dubs. The dubs are not to dubs. <laughs> the dubs. Let's see. This is Magica going on. She says, that's where Scrooge is on the Audubon Bay Bridge. Don't know what he's planning, but let's send our forces his way to find out. Cinnamon, get some prisoners we freed from the city's jails, plus those other imports. Let's show these do-getters we can teach old dogs new tricks. Okay. Is she, is she still after the dime? Like, is this all just a dime con? Like, I can't remember, to be honest. I'm going to okay. say yes, because that always seems to be the thing. Mm-hmm. But okay. I'm also, so this next scene, I'm a little confused because they're at a lab, but Gyro Gearless is there. So I assume they're not at Darkwing Tower. I assume they did, in fact, go to Gyro's lab, in which case, <laughs> why did he reveal his identity? Why did he blow up the spot? He's like, well, I'm Darkwing Duck. I have this pretty sweet tower. And they're like, we're going to go to Gyro instead because this is a DuckTales episode. <laughs> This is a DuckTales issue. We have to go to two Duck DuckTales locations. I'm so sorry. I, I was just like, okay, okay. It gets even better from here because Gyro's saying, I can tell this is important. You pulled me away from a very special experiment. I suppose the world will have to wait for cold toast a little later. Let's get to business here. This place should be high enough to avoid whatever it is out there that's twisted up my humble abode. Plus, the equipment is state-of-the-art. Oh, I think, is that Darkwing talk? Okay, that is Darkwing ta talking. Scrooge says, tell me, Gyro, think you can bring Fenton back and fix this town with the equipment here? And Darkwing's like, uh, I was just going to say that. And Gyro says, it's an impressive setup. Still, I feel I need one thing. About that, says Goslin, I do have something that I think, well, I kept it here. Okay, maybe they are in Darkwing Tower, in which case they just brought Gyro Gearloose along in on the secret. <laughs> He's just like, Gyro, drop that toast. You need to come to the bridge and climb up it real quick. It's it's confusing because it doesn't look like Darkwing Tower, like the the interior. I'm just again, once oh, again, maybe they're in maybe they're in Constance's side. Maybe they did change. They got tower envy. Let me show you. I, w I want your consensus because I actually don't know where they are. Because they're talking like, I'm pretty sure they're at Gyro's Aww. lab, but they're talking like there's objects there. Like Goslin has th this trunk and she says, I kept it here as if like she kept it in this location. But yeah. if it's Gyro's lab, she must mean the trunk. 
Yeah, it could be Darkwing Tower. And then Goslin reveals that she has the gizmo suit. Scrooge says, bless my bagpipes. This is where it's been. You had this the whole time? And Goz is like, well, for a while at least. And Scrooge says, what, what did you do with this girl? She says, I tried to be a hero with it, but now it should go back to its rightful owner. And Scrooge says, don't say another word. You did the right thing, lass. You, I like. Gyro, honker, it's all yours. Oh, so he doesn't know her name, but he knows Honker's name. <laughs> Muddlefoot's finally getting some respect. <laughs> He's finally getting the respect he deserves. Oh my God, imagine if her became the next Gizmoduck. I'd be down with that. When you think about it, Herb and Gizmoduck are the people that one is Darkwing's civilian annoyance, and the other mm-hmm. is his superhero rival slash annoyance. So they should team up. Roll it all into one, and Darkwing would have a heart attack every day. Did No, Fenton and uh, Herb Muddlefoot never met in person, did they? Sadly, they did not encounter each other. That would have been amazing. They would have been best buds. That's that's the real crossover we need to see. Just an adventure between those two. Oh, unless they didn't like each other's opinions on Pelican Island episodes. That's true. Then it would be very contentious. So, a little while later, Scrooge says, So, is there a lot of money in the superhero business? And Darkwing's like, uh... Because, I don't know. I assume not. Scrooge would already be in on it. He was the masked mallard for a little while. That's true. He would know that, wouldn't he? Mm. So we see that Honker and Gyro have hooked some loose wires up to the gizmo suit because that's how science works. You Mm -hmm. just plug some stuff in. And Gyro says, the suit is ready for Fenton himself. Honker says, we just had to think backwards. And Gyro explains, usually the gizmo duck suit works by having Fenton say blathering blatherskite. Then no matter where the suit is, it flies through the area and attaches itself to his body, giving you gizmo duck. And Honker says, we've changed it so that the process happens in reverse. The suit will send out a signal and Fenton will fly from wherever he is to the suit. I'm mm, okay. Does that I mean... thought that was gonna go like that. That the suit would say "blathering bladderskite" and go find Fenton, but no, we're there, we're just literally uh, summoning Fenton like he's a DoorDash <laughs> delivery boy. I, I suppose okay. it's feasible that Scrooge has some kind of little thing implanted into Fenton without his knowledge <laughs> that will cause him to come flying back. A microchip. Oh my goodness. But that's that's expensive technology. I don't know if Scrooge would spend the money. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's no explanation. We don't know how it's possible, but Fenton apparently can be pulled back to the suit even though he is 100% a duck and has no machinery in him that we know of. <laughs> and he's currently in the upside down. <laughs> and he's currently in the upside down. So, before they can do anything though, there's a big kaboom and the wall is broken down and bursting through that wall is the beagle boys and megavolt are they standing on ground yes and they can't be in darkwing tower i guess oh that makes sense yeah so it must be it must be gyro's lab because they wouldn't give away darkwing's secret 
place to the villains. Yeah. Surely. So Megavolt says, nice party we're having here, Darkwing. No invite for your old pal Megavolt, and everyone's looking shocked and surprised. Darkwing says, enough talk, action. He points his gas gun at Megavolt. This is how we do it in St. Canard. And then the Beagle Boys all start grabbing everybody else. One of them has Honker in his arms like he's a hamburger. He's holding him gently like hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) And Beagle Boys says, the gizmo duck suit. Boy, won't Magicka be elated when we bring this back to Quackworks? And Gyro's like, Magicka? And Honker (laughs) says, Quackworks? I I also, I don't know, where's Ma? Didn't they double-cross Magicka and bring it to Ma? Hey, Ma would love it if we brought back a gizmo suit for her, and then she could be gizmo Ma Beagle. Anyway, I'm just rewriting it in my head as usual. They all look the same, the Beagle Boys, too. Like, there isn't, like, you know, size differences and stuff. They're oh, all just... Oh, no big time and burger yeah. and... Oh. They're, they're all just one generic Beagle Boy that looks the same, but there's five of them. Okay. That's a bummer. So, before the Beagle Boys can do anything else, however, uh, what do you call it when someone, like an adventurer, throws a rope and it's got one of those hooky things on it that, oh, like... a grappling hook? I guess, but, like, not, like... It's like a manual one where they throw it themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just a regular grappling hook? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it might have a fancier name, but that's what I've always known it as. Also, I feel like they missed a perfect opportunity for Darkwing when they, he said, this is how we do it in St. Canard, and Megavolt just zaps him. <laughs> and he just, like, coughs a puff of smoke. That is how we do usually... it. And then he leaves a, a questionable puddle because that's <laughs> How we do it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so somebody's grappling up. See, now, okay, so Megavolt and the Beagle Boys were on the ground. Now there's a grappling hook coming through the window. Not the window, it just shows it coming from somewhere. And then it just. Oh, okay. It just wraps That's... around the Beagle Boys, and we see it's the triplets and Goslin and Webby. And Red One says. You should know by now from dealing with us. And then Blue Boy says, Facing someone on their own turf just leads to embarrassment. And I guess Green Guy doesn't say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And then Beagle Boy says, Forget these pint-sized punks. Get the gizmo duck suit. So uh, the boys come to the suit, a couple of them, and one says, I get to wear it first, and the other says, no, it should go to someone with style. You wear the same thing every day. Ha ha, it's a joke, because they both wear the same thing. Hilarious. Honker says, what are we going to do? And Gyro is like, don't worry, Honker. After getting the gizmo duck suit stolen once before, I made some changes during our experiment. And the Beagle Boys reach out to touch it, and they're both electrocuted. Scrooge says, now, now, could be worse, lads. Just look at what's going on over there. And we look at what's going on over there, and it is Darkwing Duck facing down Megavolt. I also don't really know what Megavolt's angle is in all this. They don't really give us any... Are there any light bulbs that need saving here? I'm going to tell you right now. No, like, they're, they just bring in a whole bunch of characters, and they don't give any explanation, and they just kind of exist. They don't really do anything, uh, just for the okay. sake of it. Let's throw the kitchen sink in here, too. Megavolt, uh, 
Who's saying this now? I think it's Scrooge is saying off panel. At least we defeat you lot with our cleverness. In this town, they use all-out force. Megavolt says, Oh, you've not even seen full power yet. You will, though. And Darkwing says, You're rusty, Megavolt. You've clearly run out of juice. And Megavolt says, I'm pretty offended knowing you kept all these beautiful electronics away from me. Things like, like, oh my. And he looks over at the empty gizmo suit. And he's got hearts in his eyes and hearts all around him. And he says, I've never seen this suit in this way before. Why, hello there. He's like, he's like, he's like attracted to it. Okay. Darkwing says, don't get too attached or did you not notice your cohort's recent blunder? (laughs) Megavolt's going to be afraid of getting electrocuted? (laughs) <laughs> good point Darkwing come on man well it gets even better because Megavolt says you see nothing yet and I really like this entire page because I once posted it out of context on the out of context Darkwing Duck Tumblr blog and it caused so much upset and confusion amongst people who have never read the crossover but it's just so funny okay <laughs> okay it starts with megavolt saying get dirty and he points (laughs) he points at the beagle boys who are tied up and they all start slathering (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) okay hang on i knew (laughs) okay They all start slathering ink on their bodies, and then we get a shot of Scrooge. <laughs> Aren't they tied up? Yeah, but they're kind of like tied up, but they're helping each other. And, oh. and Scrooge is just a shot. We've lost Anne, everyone. <laughs> I don't know why I find this so funny. I'm sorry. Okay. Scrooge looks very concerned. And then we see a shot of Megavolt looking like really smarmy as he dumps ink all over himself. And then we see a shot of Darkwing looking confused. And then we see Goslin saying, what did Fenton say? And then Webby screaming, don't get it on you. (laughs) (laughs) I have to send this to you. I can't. Oh my God. (sighs) Oh my God. I've got snot and tears running down my eyes. (laughs) Just look at this so while I get a Kleenex. <laughs> what is Scrooge's face? Oh my god. Megavolt, take it easy. But can you see why that, like, posting yes. it out of context? Everyone oh was just gosh. like, they were like, y'all need Jesus. Like, what's going yeah. on here? Seriously. <sighs> God, Scrooge's face in the middle makes the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> he just looks so upset. <laughs> He's like, I shouldn't be seeing this. <laughs> oh, it's a perfect reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just me. Okay, we're we're almost done this. So, <clears throat> so what does the ink do? It transforms them into I don't know more superpowered. The 
The Beagle Boys have all combined into one giant Beagle Boy with four arms and five heads. And okay. Negavol is in some sort of weird-looking costume that I didn't, I don't really like it that much, but whatever. And everybody's looking really shocked. And Darkwing says, there's nothing good about that. Nothing. And I, for one, concur. Yeah, like, uh, good observation. So, uh, this Machomp Pokemon Beagle Boy <laughs> thing picks up the triplets and Webby and Honker and says, think of all the things we can do now. We'll never run out of ideas. Darkwing says, unhand, er, unhands those children. They don't want to be near that many multiples of maliciousness. And they just bitch slap him into a wall. Mm -hmm. As they should. As they should. And Megavolt is levitating the gizmo suit with electricity. Gyro's trying to protect it. And he says, that's not yours. And Megavolt says, wrong. If it's electric, it's mine. Meanwhile, so all the test, all the Teslas in the world belong to me. Then we get, for no particular reason, a shot of the League of Evil watching this unfold on a bunch of TVs somewhere. I think they're in the Quackworks building. And Magica says, "Our Stooges look good with their new makeovers, huh? Soon they will take out Scrooge, Darkwing, and the others right in Darkwing's own home." And then someone off screen says, "No," and it's the Phantom Blot. And he says, make them come here. So, yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Magica just pulls out a dog whistle. <laughs> Close. Come running back. She just, I guess, telepathically communicates with Megavolt because she says, Megavolt, enough. We've scared them and taken the fancy suit. Now lead them to our base. And Megavolt says, sheesh, all right, but I want to show Dimwing exactly what I can do to him. Quick, tell the beagles to cover their eyes. <laughs> I mean, you could. You're literally in the same room with them. <laughs> oh, this is it. I just love out of context. What are you about to do that requires them to cover their eyes? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially after that last picture that I saw of him very sexually pouring ink on his head. I actually do remember a couple fans saying that they found that image of Megavolt kind of sexy. <laughs> I remember that very specifically. So Megavolt, I guess, releases a big blinding burst of light. And everybody, everybody's like, oh, no, because I guess they had their eyes open, except for the Beagle Boys, who did, in fact, cover their eyes. And I guess nobody can see. And then Megavolt uh, takes the suit and the Beagle Boy mass runs away with him. And it says, sorry to pull the plug so soon. If only you could see the looks on all our faces. All of them want to find us. Just search for the real power in St. Canard. And then I guess Megavolt can fly now because he flies. Oh, they are in Darkwing Tower because they just flew out of the tower. How did they get up there? I need to show you this. Yeah, how did they? Yeah. Especially because the opening they came through is elevated. With nothing, you'll see. Oh, Megavolt looks like he's wearing a Devo hat. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I trust you. Oh, Devo is a bit, a bit good. Yeah, just jumping right out. I must return to my planet. 
But also, this means they all now know where Darkwing's secret hideout is, I guess. Yeah, like, even if it was just, like, a throwaway thing, like, Megaball being like, of course, this is where you hide out all the time. You should really hire a cleaning lady or something. Everyone, meanwhile, is blinded. And... Blinded by the light. And then Honker says, everyone, the ink. And Webby's like, are, are you okay? And <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid, are you okay? I can't blame her at this point. But Honker continues. Yeah, so far, she's the only one that's keeping up with the plot, I feel like. She's just been there, just kind of experiencing all of this. Just like, don't get it on you. So Honker says, no, not when this is happening. Darkwing just fought a lot of new villains. We discovered they were all under the influence of this ink. Or at least it looks like ink. Maybe it's some kind of slime. It turned ordinary citizens into villains. Now it's turning villains like Megavolt and the Beagle Boys into something worse. So Honker has made the connection between the ink from the past issues. Which he would. He's the smart one. He would. But also it's just like, is it ink or is it slime, guys? I mean, I think very it's... different things. I'm going to go with slime for reasons. Yeah. Gyro says, Honker, do you think this slime could affect more than just people? And Honker says, like what? And they look out and they see the entire city, which is still the upside down. Mm. And Gyro says, like an entire city. The Quackworks building, look at it. Hmm, the real power in St. Canard, huh? And that's when they all look over and they realize they, I guess that's where they're headed. Because it doesn't really say. They're just staring out the hole in the wall. And Scrooge says, well, Scrooge picks up a cell phone and says, Agent 44, it's worse than we thought. And that's the last page. And all it says is, we'll say, read the next chapter of Dangerous Currency in Darkwing Duck number 17 to see how our heroes handle this mess. Then come back here for DuckTales number six and read the third chapter of the story. Okay. So they look out the, the gaping hole in the tower and see the Quackworks building. That's where they're like, oh, we got to go there. Is that, is that what happens? I guess. Let me show you. Because they should just go to the power plant. Oh, well, Bulb is there. He is, and he was also blinded. Uh, poor little guy. I didn't make a bolt try to take him. Oddly, they I, didn't really. I don't no. think they actually showed little Bulb up until this point. He was just never there, and now he is. It is a very small phone Scrooge is ramming into his head. Yeah. I mean, if it's Scrooge, he probably would have, like, a flip phone or one of those 80s <laughs> giant block phones. Yeah. Okay. Or a pager. Yeah, a very swirly, demonic uh, vibe going on over from St. Canard there. Yep. Well, luckily it stopped at the bridge didn't go on the bridge it just went to the suburbs and the city that's true there oh yeah they did make a, a comment earlier that the bridge was too high up even though the towers oh. are higher even though you can get there on foot if you're some beagle boys and megavolt yeah yeah <laughs> the logic okay so that is issue five part one of the crossover what are your thoughts kitty give them to me um, I don't, um, well, sure is a thing that's happening here. Um, 
I hope Fenton is enjoying all the fantastic Saturday morning cartoons back in the 80s of the Upside Down. I don't really understand. So I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure out what Gyro's reprogramming the, the gizmo suit. So the gizmo suit would save Lathering Blatherskite and Fenton would fly into the suit? I actually don't know if the suit says it or if it's just they turn or, on the suit and it would pull Fenton to the suit. Okay. It's not super clear. Crack shell tractor beam. Um, I'll send you okay. some uh, some pictures of Fenton though, because he looks pretty good in this. Like the art is pretty decent, and I I think you could you could use some Fenton as a reward for as sitting through this. Yeah, you know, as, okay. as a little treat. As a little treat, as a little puddle of water around myself. I'll give you some Fentons. <laughs> Are you looking at him in the puddle of water? Uh, you know, baby. Screenshot. Got myself a new avatar. <laughs> oh yeah, they're like super like who could this be as he's running, you're just seeing several shots of his foot. That's why I said foot. they they were not muddle feet, but there were feet. Oh. Scrooge is driving a car? Yeah, he is. Wow. Times uh times are pretty rough over at the uh, Duck Banner. Some more Fentons okay. for you. Fenton. It just literally shows up like Robin Williams and Jumanji. What year is it? Don't get it and on you. And then rug. he's just he's just gone. And Webby's the only one that remembers. Well, Gosling okay. kind of started to recall it, and then Webby finished the sentence. Gotcha. I don't know. It just seems like this is going to be landslide from here. It's going to be lots of cameos for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I, so I never really buy when villains team up especially for whatever reason why they're all following magicka especially megavolt like megavolt and even ammonia pine i guess she might be more willing to follow someone since she's used to taking orders yeah i feel like foul agents in general would not work for other people other than foul mm -hmm. they seem like the kind of you know corporation that would not allow its agents to work Freelance. freelance yeah like, <laughs> just they needed some characters and they were like uh so what are some female villains specifically from the series that we could use and they're like oh ammonia pine i guess also like it just seems like unnecessary because if phantom blot is the one that's calling the shots anyway why does magica need to have her little girl crew but she's sending vehicle boys and megavolt out to do her dirty work anyway like other girl off to do something i am here to tell you that it's just like that the whole way through like there's just <laughs> there's just these random groups of characters that appear but they don't really serve a purpose and then they are gone or they're just standing around doing nothing and i think it was honestly just you know when someone writes a fan fiction and it's and this person was here and this person was here and all the mm -hmm. big characters showed up and it's so epic because everybody's there basically that mm. everybody loved that guy let's put him here Alrighty. well stuff is happening at least and there hasn't been a single baseball reference so already already digging it yeah we'll see what happens so fenton's out of it for a while uh i think he's back in the next issue i can't remember okay I make it a point to maybe read Dangerous Currency once a year. And every single time I do, I'm like, maybe I'm just 
too hard on it and if I read it again maybe it won't be so bad and then I reread it again and I just get even angrier every single time it ages like sour cream the sourest Uh, yeah so it's just kind of like literally Benton's been stuck in Jumanji for a year and he gets sucked right back in give the man something to do poor guy sure we'll find out where he was we will we will at least get that answer I'm assuming he's connected to why Phantom Blot is kicking around. I'm trying to remember, honestly, it, it's a it's a blur. Despite rereading this, a <laughs> you read times. it once a year and immediately drink to forget everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned, folks, because next time we'll be talking about part two, which is Darkwing Duck issue seventeen. Mm-hmm. Well, I am. Pouring water on the floor in anticipation. <laughs> Till then, friends, remember that crime doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Don't, Don't let it touch you. Don't get it on you. <laughs> get dirty. <laughs>